right. Welcome, everybody, to the next episode of RPG The Golden Years. Golden Years. There we go. I was waiting for that. Um, so, everybody, as you can tell, this is going to be a little bit different recording than we've done in the past. It's, it's again, your host, your American host, Rich, and the other American host, Scott. That's right. It's another so Rich and Scott episode. That's so right. Two, is it? Is it two weeks? In, no, it's... We had one the week before, and then now we've got this one. Okay. Look at this. Bill was on holiday or something, so he didn't have time to record an episode. Nope. So it's just us. So this week, um, we're just going to do kind of a, um, what is it, kind of shooting the shit, RPG segments to talk about a few little things here and there, talk about some of the gaming news that have come up uh, in the RPG world, and then that's pretty much all we're going to talk about this time. We don't have... Too much of a planned deal. We're just kind of winging this one. Um, We—that's probably what you would say, right, Scott? Yeah. I mean, we're going to do all the normal normal stuff, and then our main segment is going to be a news lightning round, right? Yep. Yep. We're We're just just going to scroll through all the latest news and uh, see and comment on anything we think's worth talking about. Yep. Cool. So also talk about the Google Stadia a little bit, probably. Yeah. Well, we'll get some some takes on that. So with that being said, let's kind of dive right into it. What was the RPG, you know, character uh, battle royale that we had? I almost forgot the words of it that we called it. Um, (laughs) The character battle. I don't know what the official name is. Not sure. What was – so right now, do we know who won that? I'm pulling this up right now. So if you want to announce those winners. Sephiroth and Iabria. From Parasite Eve. Okay. And Sephiroth won that one. Doesn't surprise me. Of course. Which kind of, when we talked about it on the last episode I was on, uh, you know, it was super early, so I wasn't fully mentally present. (laughs) But uh, I I wish I had done a better job making the case for Aya. Of course, she's never going to beat Sephiroth anyway. So No, I feel like she got kind of uh, screwed on that one right off the bat. Even though she should. (laughs) Should have. (laughs) So um, the other the, one was that guy from East. What's his Adol? Um, Adol, yeah, Adol versus Squall. And that and, one was actually cool, pretty close. Oh, was it? Yeah, it was fifty-six percent went to Squall, and then forty-four went to Adol. Forty-three votes. I think that was it. Was there was more votes with that one than there was with the uh, Aya Sephiroth battle? Uh, that one had thirty. People like uh, Adol a lot more than I thought. Yeah, I, I was really surprised too. Either that uh, or people dislike Squall. <laughs> I don't know. I love Squall. I don't know why. I love my emo boy. I did say last time that he is one of the best protagonists in Final Fantasy, in my opinion. Who's Squall? Yeah. Okay. All right. I didn't think that that you uh, you liked him that much, but okay. I got you. Um, There's a difference between like personal favorite and objectively, you know, best written character. You know. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. He, he has. He goes through a lot of character development. So. Yeah, that's true. And then and you have that, that they whole do that thing where they. Um, you see a, a lot of his dialogue is like his inner thoughts, you know? Mm-hmm. So you get like a much larger glimpse into his, you know, personality and psyche than you do a protagonist usually in Final Fantasy. Yeah. You know what bothers me? Like now I really want to play that. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so we have those. So the next group that we have, the next two battles is going to be Ignis from Final Fantasy 15 versus Kefka. From Final Fantasy VI. Oh, shit. What would you think about that one? <laughs> Kefka's probably going to win that one. Okay. Even uh, though, that's hard, though, because Ignis is my favorite from 15. 
and yeah. Kefka is my favorite character in all of Final Fantasy, period. So. Yeah, that insane clown. <laughs> yeah. Okay, and then the next set of group that we have is Terra from FF6 versus Ramza from Final Fantasy Tactics. Mm. So that one's going to be a little rough, too. I'm thinking Terra's going to win that one. Probably. I think uh, they're both pretty... I don't like either of them that much, though, personally. I think yeah. they're kind of vanilla white bread. <laughs> Agreed. And, and not a lot of people probably know much about uh, Ramza versus Terra. I mean, Terra is pretty well known in the uh, Final Fantasy you know, lore and stuff. So right. I think I think she's going to be more of a heavy hitter. Um, it's going to be crazy if she gets to verse like Vivi and stuff like that. Vivi's a very loved character. I did start yeah. playing uh, Final Fantasy Nine on my Switch for a little bit. So. Oh, yeah? And thanks to you pointing out that sound glitch in there, it bothers me now. So I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, I told you, man. Uh, I don't think the same problem will happen for FF7, if I remember right. Or at least I don't remember reading anything about that. I think there was uh, one in there. But, oh, yeah. was there? Well, shit. I, I, no, I don't think there was a glitch with the music for that where there is one with nine. It could be a like, compression issue or something like that. So I know the HD remaster of 10 and 10.2 on uh, PS4 had the same problem, but they ended up patching that. Oh, okay. It's like, would you stop why. pointing those things out to me? Now it's going to bother me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, like I said, it's fixed now. So Good. In 10. Good. Just uh, not in... Nine. That's one thing. I mean, we could do a whole episode about this, but I hate how lazy Square Enix can get with their ports. Yeah, they they do. Um, example: See Chrono Cross, or no, no, uh, Chrono Trigger. Didn't that have a, such a bad port over from like the Switch? And then there was what exactly? They put it on. Like? Ste- they made a Steam version. Yeah, it used that same shitty art style that they used in all their, you know, iOS FF ports. Mm-hmm. And but there was enough of an outcry on that that they did end up going back and like replacing the art style of it to make it, you know, like the original. Yeah. Which was, uh, the, another, an example of them actually caring. One of the few though. <laughs> yeah. Well, they got such heat for that. So I, I imagine that's, that's a good thing that they went and did that. Um, so anyway, so let's now, since we've already done the RPG updates, I mean, we went through that pretty quick. I, I don't know if that's like a, a jab at bill because he tends to take a long time with those. We, we just, still got to talk about the material lockdown. I know. Quick. We're getting there. We're getting there. But the next thing, I have to update everybody, the listeners, on the game that we're playing, the current game, which is Double Dungeons. Yes. I've kind of hit a snafu. I, for the life of me, cannot find my Android tablet. Now, my Android tablet's the only thing that I will actually put an emulator on um, to do do this stuff. I don't want to put an emulator on my actual laptop. Jay would probably, you know, hit me or, you know, make fun of me for this, but I don't like doing emulations on my laptop because I don't want viruses and, and things like that. Um, so I keep my PC pretty clean. And I know you, Scott, you don't like emulation or ROMs or anything, right? I think you like doing everything clean. I usually only resort to that as a last resort. Yeah. So what we've decided... As I think, in the game is like no longer available on modern stuff. Yeah. So I think what we've decided is... I still have to play or finish up Final Fantasy One um, on uh, the PSP, the one that I decided to do for kind of a punishment for Fantasy Star Two snafu. Right. Seems to seems to be a trend here, but I will be finishing that up before Bill finishes up Double Double Dungeons, and then me and you, Scott, will have a review for that with Bill at some point uh, for Final Fantasy One. Then we'll do Double Dungeons review, and then we'll be done with season two. Which is crazy. So, How are you going to do the review if you haven't 
plate it, or is it just going to be a bill? It's going to be a bill thing. What I think what the plan is, we're going to. I'm going to select questions. I'm actually going to review this thing um, through YouTube and, and various other Wikipedia stuff. I'm going to look at it. My scores won't count, but this way I can actually quiz Bill on things, ask his opinions, um, get his feedback on all that. That's what I want to do, uh, just to make sure that he's doing. He played the game, obviously. I know Bill, he'll play the game. He's playing it right now. But he did find out, like, the final piece of it, the final dungeon's like 260 minutes long. Nice. I think that's what it was. Uh, that's stupid. That's crazy to do one dungeon like that. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I have no idea. So, he's going to well, be doing that one. <clears throat> if you don't have the emulate, your Android tablet, mm-hmm. aren't there lots of games left on the list that is going to require you to emulate? We're going to have More to figure something out. If anything, I'm just going to have to find a Android tablet, um, just buy one that's been used. They're not that expensive. If you can find one used, you can find one probably for like 100 bucks, less than that probably. Okay. But, but it's just, I don't know. I had it and I had a nice one. Um, I had it. I remember my wife pulling it out of a box after we had moved and I set it down. I just don't remember what happened with it after that. Jeez. So Where could I, it have gone? <laughs> I have no clue. Um, I just don't know. Like I huh. moved every all of my electronic stuff, my Switch, my PlayStation, my computer stuff, uh, my recording for podcasts, my Lizard. Everything's in my office now. So I just don't know where I tore this thing apart trying to find this stuff. But <laughs> I don't know. Bill made fun of me. He he got kind of mad. He did yell at me. Just so you guys know, working with Bill is very trying. Um, he yells a lot. That British guy, he's just so angry all the time. I'm just kidding. He's not. <laughs> he's got some problems. He has. He's a lot of anger problems. No, <laughs> Bill's Bill's fantastic. He understands and everything. This podcast mainly was is designed to have fun with the host. It's not supposed to be something that you know. Yes, we're going to play all these RPGs. We are, but it's not something that's going to be taxing on all of our times. We're not going to be like so stressed out about it. That's the one thing we don't want to do is just be stressed. I know there's other podcasts. Uh, that get stressed out about stuff and like, I've got to do it. we got to get it done. This is part of it. This is just for fun. This is right. a fun deal. I mean, how many RPGs, like 490 something RPGs that we have to play? Something like that. Yeah. So, which is why I'm not a permanent host. <laughs> no, you're, you're doing like select ones. I know you're going to be playing the uh, legends of the gay one with me, right? That's the plan. Okay. So yeah, there's, there's some select ones that Jay and you will be playing. Just you guys get the option of playing whichever ones you want to. But we do have a lot of changes coming up to season three that will put some interesting perspectives on what we're doing. Um, And I think that would probably engage the listener base a little bit more, too. So um, I don't think we've talked about that yet, but it's something that me and Bill have talked about. Right. You're going to you might like them. You might like the changes. I hope so. I don't even know what they are. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So the next Um, thing, let's talk about the materia lockdown. So take it away, Scott. Yes. So that is coming along well, and we thought we were going to have to announce a delay um, because just Jay and I haven't been able to get everything done in time and perfected. Because as everybody knows, we're working on the website and the Twitter bot for it. Um, However, I just learned not long before this podcast that Jay actually has finished the Twitter bot. Oh, he did? Um, Yeah, apparently. Dang. It's uh, it's still like kind of bare bones and not you know exactly how we would have wanted it in a perfect world, but it it works. <laughs> okay. So or, uh, he tested it pretty thoroughly. So is what he said anyway. Okay. But um, so I think what we're gonna do is we're still gonna launch the event 
uh, on the 26th when seven launches on the switch just like we talked about and that but the only be, part yeah go ahead i think that's that's tuesday when this episode releases so yep two okay. days from now yep um yeah because we're recording on a sunday afternoon since bill's not involved mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but the the actual like website for it and all that um that's going to be a couple weeks or so um we don't have a set date for that but we're toiling away tirelessly so Yes, and we really appreciate you guys doing that, really. Um, I know Bill's put a lot of pressure on you guys to do that kind of stuff. Um, I let him talk to you guys about that because I have no idea what he wants. Um, but well, The thing is, it's a fun. pretty simple project. It's just he didn't ask us to do it until, like, you know, a month before he wanted to start it. So <laughs> Yeah, I think it was like, we did we discuss this maybe? How long ago did we talk about doing this? He's been talking about it forever, but okay. I didn't... Well, he, he didn't ask us to actually make the stuff for it until like a month ago. <laughs> oh, I think it was whenever they announced uh, Final Fantasy VII for the Switch. Yeah. I think that's when he's like, "Oh, let's do it then." Right. So we kind of cut a little, uh, cut it short for you guys to do those things. But like I said, we really appreciate it. Um, in case you guys don't really know why we're doing this, this is for um, a charity event that we're doing in support of. Um, I can't remember the exact name of it, but it's it's in support of uh, Bill's mother that passed away last year. Uh, from this uh, illness. Bill's going to go over a lot of details about this uh, for that. Um, it's kind of also coincides with the charity that he does with the Nuzlocke challenge for the Pokemon. Um, I think it's blue is what he's been doing. He's still doing those very often. I think we're going to see a lot more turnout for this one because it's so unique on uh, the material yeah. lockdown for this. I'm, it's a cool I'm idea, excited. to be honest. Yeah. Bill having uh, a cool idea is kind of rare, but you know. Yeah, right. <laughs> And all proceeds will benefit the Motor Neuron Disease Association. That's what it was. I didn't want to say something that was completely wrong. But, yeah, right. that's what it is. So we're – and, again, it's in support of uh, a tribute to Bill's mother. Um, that's why we're doing this. And uh, we really like your support on this to go take a look. It's going to be fun. Um, a lot of different, you know, I want to say events are going to happen in this um, playthrough for everybody because you're – you're going to have different types of character builds and different um, abilities as you know, you're probably never going to play with. I, I imagine you and Bill and, and Jay, we've all played Final Fantasy VII. We all have our set ways of actually playing the game. So this is going to force you to play a different style. So right. I'm excited for that. Because seven's easy enough as is. So Yeah, yeah. You can breeze through all that. So I guess what we'll do is uh, Bill will... To, uh, put out instructions on how to actually participate, like the Twitter bot account name and, um, you know, like what to what hashtags to use to sign up and all that. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I, I guess he'll to make a tweet about it from the RPG Years Twitter account, and I hope he'll make a post on Patreon. I don't, I'll let him handle all that. Yeah, he's he's pretty much really set on getting this thing launched off the ground. Um, depending on how well this one does, we actually have a few other ideas regarding the Final Fantasy series of different challenges that we're going to do. So depending on how this one goes, we may have other ones in the future that we're looking at doing too. So just heads up for that, Scott. Just thought I'd let you know. (laughs) (laughs) We have some ideas for eight and we have some ideas for for nine um, and ten as well. Okay, as long as it's a long time from now. (laughs) Oh, we got time. We got a lot of time. So you're good.
Hi, my name is Rob Lennon. The guys over at RPEGI asked me to record some thoughts regarding the Final Fantasy VII Material Lockdown Challenge that they posed to the Discord server. For those of you that don't know, the Final Fantasy VII Material Lockdown Challenge is a challenge to all players to play Final Fantasy VII with certain restrictions on what types of materials the characters can and cannot use. They may be able to use one specific color. They may be able to use a set of two colors. They might be able to use every material like they normally could, or maybe they don't get to use any at all. And each color designation had been given a job requirement as well. So you can have a knight, or a summoner, or an oracle, or a blue mage, like you would in other traditional Final Fantasy games. This makes the challenge a little more harder to play because you're going to have to check your gameplay versus what spells or abilities you are able to use. I found this challenge to be really great and I figured I would give it a try. Just to give you a little personal background on my JRPG uh, experiences, back in 2017 I had my own personal list started where I wanted to play and beat each of the mainline Final Fantasy, Dragon Quest, and Fantasy Star games. Now I had beaten Final Fantasy VII part of that list back in 2017. But when I heard Bill uh, talk about this special challenge, I couldn't help but figure, yeah, let me give this another go through. I enjoyed it so much. My personal rating of uh, Final Fantasy VII was at a 94 out of 100. And after this playthrough, that, that rating had been redone and is now 96 out of 100 and easily my favorite game of all time. Now, I had played and beaten Final Fantasy VII multiple times in the past. And I'm no by no means a completionist. So when I've played the game, I've done some extra side stuff, but I never thought to do everything the game had. So along with the extra challenges that the material lockdown brought, I also gave myself three personal goals I wanted to achieve with this playthrough. First, I wanted to collect at least one of every materia. Second, I wanted a complete set of the enemy skills. And third, I wanted to acquire and trigger each character's limit break including their ultimate fourth level. Let me give you kind of a high level rundown of how my experiences went rolling for each character on Bill's material lockdown chart. First, of course, you start with Cloud. I rolled him a warrior class, which gives him blue and yellow materia. Now, he started with a few green materia. They just sat in there. I didn't do anything with them. And then as soon as I was able to take them off, I did. He ended up being my designated all materia grinder because I didn't get many players that could use blue so he sat and held all of my all materia getting it to master status which could be sold for over a million gale apiece. He was my early game weapon of mass destruction once I learned mantra magic and trine as an enemy skill. I did not get anyone until later that could combine green and blue so Cloud was my only one that could be hitting multiple targets at once in the early game and also getting yellow for cloud was extremely key for being able to beat the battle square once you get some of that late late uh late game yellow material like mime with barrett i rolled him as a ninja which means you can exclusively use only purple materia which in the beginning wasn't that much there's not many purple materials that you can get early but by the end of the game, he was massively, massively overpowered. He had a cover materia, two counter materias, all the different plus materials that come along. 
And he also, I had given them a cool name. I had named each of the characters their class and color distinction so I wouldn't forget. So since Barra was a ninja and could use purple materia, his name was Ninja P. Third, we had Tifa. I rolled for her the Oracle class, which uses green magic. So that was a good roll. I had an early on uh, user of the, you know, the generic magics, the fires, the ices, the lightnings. Uh, it was a good for early and mid game, but by the end of the game, she became kind of obsolete. For Aerith, ironically, I rolled her as a white mage, which gave her the opportunity to use green and purple materia. So right ahead, she was my early game healer. She could have the heal. She could use it all. And in order to help her grind kills to get up the limit breaks, I actually gave her the cover counter combo so that she was blocking attacks for everybody and then counterattacking herself, which is kind of a different role for her as she's normally the one that needs to be covered. In this case, she was the one doing the uh, ass whooping. And also, it made me realize when I thought in later stages of the game, I hope I get someone else that can take care of these uh, green and purple materia for her, because we're not going to have much use for her in a later game once she meets Sephiroth, as those who know, know. For Red 13, I rolled him as a Dragoon. He got the red and the yellow combination. So in the early game, he was basically a backup thief and a backup enemy skill catcher. And he was used to, to, to showcase the each summon as I would get summon material, he'd cast it once, and then I'd put it on the back burner. Because those hit point deficiencies that you get from equipping the uh, materia for summons are just too great. Next, we had Kat Seath, or Kate Seath, who had the Oracle. Now, I had already rolled Oracle for Tifa. So, basically, he was a less useful, less attractive version of Tifa. So, I grinded his kills until he got slots cast the slots one time, and then I benched him. He, he didn't see action again at all. Next we get Sid. Now this is where I got lucky. Sid I rolled an Onion Knight for, and for those that don't know, an Onion Knight is basically like, can use any materia as you would in the normal game. This was the much clutch, most clutch roll that I had. It was also the last character that I had, because I'd already grabbed Yuffie and Vincent earlier on. So if I hadn't rolled an Onion Knight for him, I would have had to seriously rethink how my mid to late gameplay was going to be. Along with Barrett, Sid was my god tier character. By the end of the game, I had Knights of the Round with him, with W summons, and all of the other magic bonuses attached. He was 9,999 9, hit points, and he was 999 magic points, even before I got to the final dungeon. For the two extra characters, Yuffie, I rolled a knight, which can use yellow, Basically, like Red 13, she was a backup thief and enemy catcher. And then once I got her her final limit break, she got on the bench. And for Vincent, I rolled Mog, which means he can use one materia, and it was the HP MP switch materia, which is useless, especially if it's the only materia you can have. I grinded him with kills until he got chaos. That was the hardest one to achieve because he was just doing it one time, once at a time. One kill at a time, one kill at a time, one kill at a time. I got Chaos, cast it once, and then he was benched. I had an absolute freaking blast playing the challenge. As I was rolling characters and as I was gathering to see what they can and can't do with respect to Materia, I had to plot how my mid and end game was going to work out, especially when I had my three special uh, requirements 
regarding materia and enemy skills and limit breaks. Some of my highlights, then, personal firsts for me playing this game, Chocobo Breeding. I dabbled in it before, but never really did anything major with it. You know, it is a grind. Luckily, having all those mastered all materia with me went a long way to buying the greens needed to breed a gold chocobo. I think I sold two mastered all materia, and I think I finished the game with about maybe three more mastered all materia. I had more than enough gill, and it was just a matter of grabbing the chocobos, feeding them massive amounts of greens, racing them until they got to the right class, and breeding them until I got the gold chocobo. And I was able to get each of the four special materias for the first time, and it was really nice when I got Knights of the Round for the first time. That was incredible. I, I, I had mentioned before that it was a little bit moving that I've never been able to get that material before, but I got it with this playthrough. Chocobo Racing, same as before. I dabbled in it, but never did anything really with it before this playthrough. I was able to get the uh, special prizes by winning five times in the S ranks. And basically, the only thing left to say about Chocobo Racing is screw Tio in every possible way. Every time I got a race and he was in there, I was like, oh, screw it. Now I got to lose to him and race again. I was able to beat him once with my gold Chocobo. Hey, I got lucky. Battle Square. This was another clutch roll having yellow for a cloud and the mime materia. I don't know how this challenge would have been done if you don't have the ability to mime. I meteorained and mimed until I got enough money or enough battle points to get to Omnislash. And then I Omnislash mimed until I got enough money or BP to get the W summon. And it took me three tries before I finally did beat the special battle to get the prizes there as well. My final party was Cloud, Barrett, and Sid. Cloud, for obvious reasons, you gotta have him. And Barrett, because he had all the plus and bonus materials. And Sid, of course, because he was my Onion Knight and could use any materia anyway. So by the end of the game, Cloud had Slash All. I gave him the enemy skills with every everyone on there and a ribbon. So if anything started to get low, he would just White Wind, Big Guard, Trine. He had all that stuff. He was untouchable. Barrett, with his pluses, had 9,999 hit points. As I mentioned before, he had a mastered cover and two counterattacks. So when the battle would start, I wouldn't do anything. And then, as soon as an enemy would attack, Barrett would cover and then fire back two attacks before I did anything. Sometimes I'd win the battle without even having to act once. And Sid, Sid, like I said before, also with the 9,999 hit points, and 999 magic points. He had Knights of the Round with W Summon, MP Turbo, and MP Azorb. So every time I cast the spell, I'd get back 1,000 magic points. The, I guess the, the biggest part was the final battle with Safer Sephiroth was when I got my last piece of the puzzle. I had gotten all the limit breaks, I had gotten all the materia, I had gotten all the enemy skills, except Shadow Flare. And in the final battle, Sephiroth cast, casted Shadow Flare on Cloud and he gave me the complete set. That was when I ticked off all the boxes and what I wanted to accomplish. Down goes Sephiroth. I go on and win the game. And it was just, it was just a great, probably one of the biggest video game moments, personal moments of mine is being able to accomplish what I wanted to accomplish. 
beat the game within the strict confines of the material lockdown. It was just all positives for me all the way around. Just to give you a couple stats from my personal playthrough of the Final Fantasy VII Material Lockdown Challenge, my final playtime clocked in at 60 hours and 56 minutes. Cloud's final level was 81. And the only thing really left on the to-do list for Final Fantasy VII personally for me is the Emerald Weapon and Ruby Weapon. I know Bill kind of joked in some other Discord saying, I got to do it. Honestly, not right now. <laughs> We're going to save that maybe for next year's challenge. So my thoughts overall on this challenge. I am 100,000% behind this challenge as an annual thing or even as a fundraising event, just like the five job fiesta for Final Fantasy V. I would love to be able to get something like this off the ground and not just because I'm the world's first. Just saying. <laughs> as I was rolling for the characters, I loved looking ahead to how to have to plan for the end game. And looking to see, okay, I still have X, Y, and Z left to roll. I hope I get one of these, one of those, and one of these. And when my second-to-last character, Vincent, rolled Mog, I was very, oh, my God, I can't stand this. If I roll another Mog, I'm going to be screwed for the end game. And then the final character, Sid, got me Onion Knight, and that made the challenge much more easier, along, as I mentioned before, with Cloud being able to use Yellow and the enemy skills in the Mime in the Battle Square. I don't know how it would have been done without mine. And one thing this challenge made me realize is how absolutely OP this game really is. How easy it is. Because normally you're playing as if everyone was Onion Knight. I mean, if everybody could do what Just Sid could do, and I was able to accomplish what I could accomplish with the lockdown, just grind enough and this game becomes ludicrously easy. And this challenge showed me that. Once again... I love this. Keep up with the great ideas, Bill. Take care, guys. Bye-bye. The next thing that we're going to go over, guys, is going to be gaming news. All right. So, Scott, we, we've got the website pulled up here. Um, I want to give a shout-out to the RPG site. Um, if you guys don't know them, uh, they are a very well-versed uh, news outlet for actual RPG gaming news. Uh, let me kind of throw out there their Twitter handle because that's where we've got our news from. Um, the website that you guys can go to um, is RPG site. Dot net. Um, if you guys want to take a look at their uh, Twitter, it's RPG Site. It's pretty self-explanatory there. Um, they are a great uh, resource for a lot of RPG news um, for that. So that's where we got a couple of our gaming news for it. Scott, why don't you pick a, an ep, a news article that you want to talk about? Sure. Um, so what we did is we just have on the RPG site here, we have gone back several pages to around like um, two or three weeks ago. I think we stopped at uh, three weeks or something. Um, so the first one that catches my eye here is um, Octopath Traveler, Champions of the Continent, announced for Android and iOS devices. Um, so basically they've announced like some kind of prequel to Octopath Traveler, and it's a mobile game. 
Um, and my reaction to that is already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty quick. I mean, I think think as from as well as the uh, the game actually did, like having a sequel or something was inevitable. Um, like it made them a, a lot more money even than what they expected, from what I understand. Yeah. However, the I'm not excited about a mobile game because who needs another mobile game? And this could be its its whole own topic, but I, I'm kind of sick of how there has to be a mobile thing for every like property out there. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, the one thing I'm concerned about it, looking at it, it does look great. Some of the screenshots they have on it. I'm more concerned of the whole uh, loot boxes and, and pay to win stuff that all these games have. Yeah. Um, I, I want to pay if they're going to release this thing, charge 10 bucks. I'll probably buy it just because of that. Um, the Octopus Traveler was such a great hit for Square Enix. It does a really good callback to um, the FS6 uh, versions and, and stuff and beyond or uh, prior to that. But don't charge me money to, to do stuff with that. That pisses me off. Um, just release the game and then there. That's it. Square Enix has a wildly uh, inconsistent approach to how they handle, you know, the gotcha and loot box aspects of their mobile games. Yeah, they probably uh, will have it. Like some are absolutely awful and others are very free to play friendly. Like um, I've been playing Final Fantasy Record Keeper for like three plus years and I've never paid any money towards that. So, and I'm able to clear most of the content. So I haven't even played, I played a little bit of that. I haven't played much of that, but I yeah. love that game. Yeah. Uh, and then <laughs> it's, speaking... a, it's a little obsessive <laughs> obsession though. <laughs> nah. So, and then speaking of that though, too, the most recent one that just came out was star oceans and neat. Wait, what is that called again? I have to look at that real fast here. Uh, star ocean released one. Um, I took it off my phone. Oh no, I, I still have a star ocean. Um, Oh heck, it's a Star Ocean game. It's it's got gotcha as well too. It's pretty bad um, for that one too. So um, I do like how they look at it as more of a uh, to something similar handheld like the Braverly series, um, Octopath. It's it's just going to be something totally different. I'm excited for it uh, to see what they're going to do with this new IP that they have. Um, either it's going to be something they're continuously to go on to. I just hope they don't run it into the ground. Yeah, we'll so, see. I mean, yeah. I, I haven't played the original myself. I, I did play the demo, but yeah. I liked it a lot, but it wasn't really in Corey's wheelhouse. So it's really <laughs> hard for me to find time to play games if Corey isn't in on it. So, <sighs> Dang it, Corey. Yeah, he's needy. <laughs> so needy. <laughs> just kidding. Sort of. Please tell me he's sitting next to you, because if he is, I will agree he's needy. <laughs> no, but he'll hear this eventually. <laughs> oh, good, good. All right, so uh, the next one, I'm trying to pull up a news article here that kind of jumps out at me. Okay. Um, let's see the... All right, I've got one. All um, right. Persona 5 Royal. Did you play the Persona games? I have seen them be played. Okay. I haven't played much of them. I know they're on our list. We're going to be playing a bunch of them anyways. Uh, but this one here, they're teasing out. Uh, Persona 5 came out, I want to say, last year. I believe so, last year. Um, and they tend to do this. They do. They release the version, a second version of it uh, with Persona 4. And then they did Persona 4 The Golden, which is what I have on my, my Vita. So that's totally fine. 
Uh, but now they're releasing this one, Persona 5 The Royal for PlayStation 4. Now, they really talked about this was a lot of speculation that they were going to release this on the Switch, which I'm still surprised they haven't done. Because isn't in Smash Bros. the Joker going to be in uh, as a character? Yep. Yeah, so, I mean, I would assume that this would be coming up next. Like, they would be putting, you know, a uh, Persona game on the Switch. It seems like it'd be, you know, a no-brainer to put on there. Because the Switch is, let's be honest, the Switch is a great RPG handheld system. It's just what it is. Yeah. I, f- I feel like something was confirmed, but I'm not totally uh, sure about that. I don't know. I'm I'm interested in it. Uh, the Persona series, I haven't really dived too deep into it. I'm interested in it because from what I played a little bit of it, it's honestly a lot of uh, choices and uh, character developments and communication from what I've seen. So I'd be interested in what they're going to do with it. There's even talks of having a female lead character because I think that's the first of the series to have a female lead character. So Yeah. I mean, that would be cool. Yeah, yeah. I know everybody is like seeing, uh, despite the rumors of possible Switch version, they even had this on the article, following edition of the Joker and the Smash Brothers. So, yeah, they've talked about it, but it's still not really confirmed about that. So Yeah, I'll probably get into the series eventually. Yeah, why don't you Because, like I said, we us? did play part of, um, I might, we did play part of um, Persona, like the first two or three hours of Persona 5, and uh, Corey really liked it. So we'll probably get back to it eventually. Okay. Yeah. Dang, Corey's always got to tell you what to play and everything. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, we're, we don't have the exact same taste when it comes to <laughs> games, so we have to find a lot of times stuff we both like. Yeah. Nah, <laughs> it's good. So I'm I'm guessing you're gonna pick this next article, but what what do you got? What page are you on now? I'm on, I'm on page. I'm on page three. Okay. No, I'm on page. Um, I'm on page two. Okay. Yeah. Um, let's see. There is something about the Vampire Masquerade port or sequel or something. That was a big PC game uh, back in the day, but um, I never played it. I don't either. Um, what about Shenmue? You ever played any of those? Nope, I have not. Neither. Uh, but they're supposed to be great. <laughs> so I've heard Shenmue Three is uh on its way pretty soon, I think, and that's why all these articles are coming out. Okay. Yakuza, that's another series that um, is supposed to be amazing that I just have never touched. Yeah. I'm guessing you haven't either. No, no, I haven't seen those. Um, no. Here's something that I'm, I'm excited about. Um, it's not really an RPG, but um, the other day, Nintendo did a mini direct where they focused on all the indie uh, titles coming to Switch soon. Yeah. Like they announced... Uh, Cuphead and stuff like that. But um, they also showed this game called Cadence of Hyrule, which it's a crossover between an indie series called Crypt of the Necro Dancer. Oh, wait, that's the one I was thinking you were going to pick. Yep. I've yeah, already, I've already seen And that. Legend of Zelda. Yep. And apparently, I've never played Crypt of the Necro Dancer, but apparently it's like a. It plays like Zelda, except it's a rhythm game. <laughs> huh. Somehow. I watched the trailer and it looked pretty cool to me. Um, so basically, you can play as Link and Zelda and th- the main character from Necro Dancer, and you go into Hyrule and fight Zelda enemies and stuff to some sick Zelda remix beats. Huh. That's <laughs> so crazy. I actually kind of want to play the original now because I was kind of impressed from what I saw in the trailer, but it's still twenty dollars, which is that, is that I have a hard Switch? time swallowing for an indie game. Yeah. Okay, because I think that it's on uh, Steam. 
Oh, is it? I think so. I wonder how much it is on Steam. Well, I'll find that out. So I've never <laughs> actually heard of this series. So, I mean, I've seen this every once in a while, but you know, I'm not a big Zelda fan to be honest. I haven't really played much of Zelda. Um, tisk tisk. I know, I know. It's... Zelda is the bum. Yeah, I remember I pissed everybody off when I said is Zelda an RPG because that was fun. It's not though. <laughs> Even I'll admit that. I know there were so many people who got really mad about that. It's like it should be that. I'm like, okay, it's slow down. Yeah, easy there. <laughs> I'm sorry. The second one is, but or Zelda two, I mean. Yeah. Other than that. Oh, so Crypt of the Necro Dancer is fourteen ninety nine. Oh, so they got the switch tax on there. <laughs> yeah, that's that's sad. So yeah, it is what it is. Man, I have so I just pulled up my Steam. I haven't pulled that up in a while. I've got eighty seven games on my list here that I want. Oh my god! Well, you know, some of them could be on the list. They are. Some of them are. Um, <laughs> let's see, Sword of a Million. Uh, Shining Force 2, Light Crusader, Shining Force, Fantasy Star 4, Beyond Oasis. Yeah. I mean, yeah, some of these are on here um, that we're going to play, obviously. Final, some of the Final Fantasy games are on here. So, yeah, I have a – oh, my God, I have a lot. Jeez. The Banner Saga. Okay. Anyways. We'll <laughs> um, get there. <laughs> Final Fantasy – why do I want that on? I don't want that. I'm going to get that on my Switch. Final Fantasy 10 and 10-2. I don't need – yeah, whatever. So, Let's own all the Final Fantasies on every platform. I freaking feel like I do, and it's sad. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm a little pissed off. Uh, I am Setsuna. I'm going to probably get that. That's on sale right now on Look, I didn't even buy it. Oh, uh, I am Setsuna is actually pretty. It's not fantastic, but it's I liked it. So. Okay. I may have to get that because it's on sale for like 19 bucks. Yeah. Um, that may Let's be the next uh, Final Fantasy 14 Shadowbringers. They are bringing in the Dancer class and a new race. Oh. Of Ronso-like people called the Hrothgar, <laughs> I'm guessing is how it's said. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'm, the H would be silent. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> the uh, I, I'm guessing you've never played. Wait, didn't uh-huh. you start 11? I No, well, I tried it, but it didn't really work so well on my PC and my no. laptop, so I had to back out on it. But. I have 14. I've got them all. I just stopped paying for it for a little bit. I just took a break. Um, I really couldn't find a group to play with on 14. Like, And plus, I don't mm. have time for that right now. I don't have time for yeah, a, a for uh, MMO. It's a dark spot on my Final Fantasy career. It's just I want to play them, but don't want to pay for it and don't have the time. Yeah. So. <laughs> I mean, you. there's a lot of time you have to put into this stuff. I mean, it's ridiculous. If I'd had um, the amount of time I had as a kid, <clears throat> but with the money that I have as an adult, oh, yeah. I probably would have gotten into it. But <laughs> Oh, yeah. If I wasn't married and had, had a house and a job and training for a powerlifting event, I mean, I probably would have time to do all this stuff. Right. I, I oh. don't. I don't have time. So. And this isn't recent, but I remember they did announce the Viera race for this expansion as well from yeah. 12th. Yeah, um, which is you know cool. Get to be sexy bunny ladies. Yeah, they're kind of hot. I don't understand. I'm attracted to it, and uh, it's weird. <laughs> yeah, um, well, I'll, I'll let you. It bothers that me. One. It bothers me. I'm like, <laughs> why am I attracted to this? It just should not be, should not be a thing. Right. <laughs> so it makes me sad. Now, <clears throat> that's all the uh, news that I think is newsworthy. There's so much Kingdom Hearts stuff still. They showed uh, some gameplay footage from East Nine, apparently. Oh, they did. Huh. That's that most recent article there, but you know, I don't oh. know anything about East. You do though. I know the first one. We've only played one and two, so I haven't really played three. It's a nice series so far from what I what I played on it. Right. Um, I just gotta I need to com- Bill will have to compile the list 
of all this, the yeast games that are, you know, what order they're in. Cause it seems like they go out of order or, or something yeah. like that. And then just, you know, play them. Um, I enjoyed the first one. I enjoyed one and two. They were, they were decent. Uh, I felt For like more the, on that go listen to the review episode. <laughs> yes. It's season one. And I steamrolled that game. That game was easy. Um, did you play it on your Android tablet? No, I played it on my iPad. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I had it on my iPad. Um, I had the remastered version of it, so that's not bad. So the next thing that we're going to talk about, uh, we'll, we'll gloss over me losing that iPad or that Android. <laughs> um, let's talk about the Stadia, whatever this stupid thing is going to be. Just being upfront, uh, I did not watch the conference, and everything I know about it is like secondhand information. Yeah. So I, I don't have a complete picture in my head of what it even is, but yeah, neither do apparently I. Apparently it's just like PlayStation now and whatever new service Xbox is doing, I think I forget what it's called, but, uh, where you stream games, um, it's not a system, but they will have their own controllers, which kind of look like ass to me, but Oh yeah. They whatever. look like Xbox and PlayStation had a baby and then that baby was trying to give away. Yeah, right. So <laughs> an abortion so, for yeah, controllers. Yeah, we don't we don't want this, but we'll take this thing. So yeah, <laughs> the details that I have on this game is you know let's I pulled up the Google's uh, deal for it. So first off, when you pull up the website, it's uh, store.google.com/magazine/stadia. So when you get to that, you can actually look at right off the bat, it's got an S, um, and the one thing they say is the future of gaming is not a box. Introducing Stadia, a new gaming platform from Google for playing AAA video games across all kinds of screens. So right off the, the bat here, it's looking like they are providing a Netflix, Hulu style gaming uh, system. So they're letting you watch and, or play games wherever you want from all across the screens and stuff like that. My first problem is, though, how are you going to I mean, how are you going to play that with the hardware? I mean, what if you're limited with the hardware? Yeah. Well, with this type of system, all the um, like the processing and all the stuff powering the game is in the cloud. So theoretically, you could play like a, a PS4 quality game on your iPhone. Theoretically. <laughs> Wait, so this would be on your phone? You could do this on your phone? Wait. I think they announced that you could do it select, from select phones most and devices. Yeah, like most devices that would support it. So my uh, iPhone X may be able to handle that. Yeah. I probably should have said an Android, but um so basically whatever the actual device that you're playing these games on doesn't theoretically shouldn't matter because it's you know, the Google Cloud or whatever they're calling it that powers it. Oh cool. So I'm gonna get a Windows ninety eight. Right. Yeah, and just play I mean, the theoretically, based on what they said. Yeah. So the next thing is new ways to play through YouTube and beyond. So you can go from watching a video to playing a game in seconds. Even more in innovative experiences to come for, for select games. So that, to me, thinks that they are integrating streaming options into this system. Mm -hmm. um, you know, streaming has become such a hot topic and hot uh, deal for gaming and the game, gaming community to – show how to play games. I, I have parents and stuff that I know that talk to me. It's like, my child watches people play video games. I'm like, okay. I mean, that's a thing. Yeah. I mean, they enjoy it. That's fine. But 
they, I mean, I run like, a channel based on people watching me play video games. Yeah, so. and I watch you all the time. <laughs> Don't worry. I do. Um, it was very odd at first when that came up, uh, when Twitch started doing that. People were still confused about it. But now it's such a mainstream deal. Nobody really bats an eye at it. There are people that are millionaires that do it. Uh, Ninja, for one. Um, not a big fan of him, to be honest. But, you know, he's done such a great job with all that. Uh, with, yeah. you know, capitalizing on it. Mm-hmm. Um, another cool thing that they mentioned is like, you could be reading a walkthrough of a game and the person can attach their, the person who wrote the walkthrough could like attach their save file. And then you could just instantly launch into that save file, uh, with Stadia, which is an interesting idea. I'm not sure how practical that is and, you know, in practice, but, um, and then they were really touting their specs, like, I saw 10.7 teraflops, and apparently the Xbox One is like five point something. Holy crap. But, I mean, the thing with this is I I do think that this is the direction that gaming is going to go in. Like, eventually everything's going to be streamed probably. Yeah. But I'm just not sure, despite their promises, what uh, that that technology is there, you know? Agreed. Agreed. It's, uh, I mean... Right off the bat, they're saying high-speed internet connection is required. Right. Nobody, so it will be, no, you will have to have that. a strong connection for this stuff, I would think. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're in the middle of freaking nowhere with, uh, was it, one megabyte upload speed, you're probably not going to play this. Yeah. It's not yeah, going to happen. Probably not. No. <laughs> I know that the uh, they apparently opened the conference by the guy who was presenting or whatever said that he's not a gamer. <laughs> oh, that's always a good indication. So it's like way to get people excited. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be like, okay, Square Enix, the president of the guy coming out going, I don't really like RPGs. Um, yeah. I, I'm more of a uh, uh, battle royale kind of guy. Like, well, you yeah. need to get the fuck out. <laughs> so. And the other thing is, like, I think they showed um, Assassin's Creed Odyssey on it. Yes, they a did. Lot. But the thing, I mean, they didn't really show any exclusives or anything or any kind of game list or any kind of price model. You know, with any system, even if, you know, it was an actual console, like, uh, it's not the console itself that's going to sell me. It's always going to be the, you know, what games can I play on it? Yeah. And, I would and think if they don't that, offer anything new, then why would I do this? Yeah. And I think that a lot of gaming uh, companies would be kind of a little standoffish about this whole thing. Like, okay, what is this going to do? If we put this game on, on your system, is it actually going to sell? Um, what are you wanting to do? And... Um, like, what's your end result? Like, what are you wanting to accomplish with that? Um, I honestly think that gaming companies might get a little scared of this at first because they won't be able to charge, you know, for physical copies. You know how games cost 60 bucks now depending on what you buy. Uh, right. The physical copies of games now, if this is the way gaming is going to go, how much is that going to cost now? Yeah. Yeah, there's just so much we still don't know about this thing. And... um you know, right now to me, it just seems eye roll worthy, but I'm not going to completely dismiss it because it could end up being fucking yeah. awesome. So yeah. <laughs> Netflix, for example, Netflix was the same thing. People didn't think that was going to take off and it is everywhere. They right. watch you. So, yeah. So, and, and that's kind of what we want to talk about is, you know, they, the strategy is supposed to be, you know, game anywhere you want, when you want, uh, Play instantly, always getting better. So they're they're talking about always updating it, uh, demands of players and, and developers. So this is from what they can I'm start putting ads in their games. Like oh you play God. for ten minutes and then you get like an autoplay ad. I, oh, I don't doubt. That. <laughs> I mean, that's another concern. It's Google. So like all that 
the problems that come along with Google but yeah. present I, here, you know? I didn't think about that. I did not think about that at all. Uh, that concerns me now. Um, Privacy issues. Yeah, that's another thing. Um, <laughs> is this going to take another thing, too? Twitch is such a, like I was talking about earlier, Twitch is a big streaming uh, juggernaut. Is this going to cut into that? Are yeah. people going to like get start going away from Twitch? Is that going to you know take down some of that? Um, Twitch has always been more successful than YouTube when it comes to streaming. Even oh, yeah. today, it, yeah, it's still a big deal for. I'm just concerned about what's going to happen um, if this does take off. Right. So is yeah. Twitch going to go maybe merge into that or um, whatever? Oh, well, then we're going to say here first: Twitch will be bought out by Google. That, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. Or is <laughs> who owns Google or Twitch? Amazon. I don't know. Is it Amazon? Oh, it must be because you know if you have Amazon Prime, you get yeah. get Twitch Prime. So. Okay. So think of this way: you never know; they could like merge together. We're gonna call yeah. it here first on the RPG Golden Year Show. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I really do think this is like maybe not the PS5 or whatever, but by the time we get to PS6 or whatever they end up calling it, I wouldn't be surprised if it's an all digital console. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um, other than that, Scott, that's all I have. Is yeah. So keep a, watch this space. <laughs> yeah. So but I think we both feel pretty negative about it right now. Yeah. As gamers, we're not really sold on change that quickly. Uh, we <laughs> I like holding it, it in my hands. Yeah. I needed to have the controller. I need to have the physical game. I need to do, uh, all that. Although lately, though, I've been transitioning into uh, digital copies. Like my Switch has majority of the games on it are uh, digital, like Final Fantasy IX and yeah. Seven and and uh, a few other ones too. But you know, I need these kids to get off my lawn. Yeah, exactly. That's how you operate. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. <laughs> so it's just the way the preference. It's going to be a lot of change for gamers. They're not going to really understand uh, what's going to happen with this new type of. Uh, console that they're doing it's probably going to be a game changer so we'll have to see we shall see yeah so other than that that's all i have for this week's episode we just talked about a few rpg gaming news and talked about this weird thing that's coming up called the strat the stadia that we thought was called the stratia there's no r in the people there is no r <laughs> i don't know where i got that i don't know so that's going to be deal um I don't even know what a stadia is. I don't. That could be just a code word. It's going to come out to be something stupid, or it, it yeah. honestly, it's going to be like the G box. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> I'm always impressed by our uh, gift of gab, though. Like how we could talk about things we barely even know about. For yep. <laughs> so long. <laughs> We're almost at 40 minutes, and we just seriously just shot the shit on stuff that we have no clue about. So, oh, so it's going to be a short episode. It is. So other than that, guys, um, this week is going to be a short one because, you know, I said Bill's not here. Um, hopefully he had a good vacation. Well, he'll be back next week. Um, possibly Jay and Scott will join us again. Um, it's kind of hit or miss when these guys show up with us. We always love having them on. Um, they're pretty much integral to this, the, the podcast. We, you know, can't do this without them. Uh, we You're really going like to make me blush. I know. Uh, Corey sometimes pops on here, too. Sometimes Corey's every, you know, every so often. We need to get him on here every once in a while. Well, we got to get stuff that he can actually talk about to do that. Well, he's a bad taste in games. <laughs> I didn't say that. But I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I think I have told them that before. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so other than that, guys, you can find me at hailblue1569. Uh, Scott, where can I find you at? 
I'm at the Scott Spot. All right. And then you can also contact the show at RPG Gold or RPG Years. I always get that confused there. RPG Years is where you can contact uh, me and Scott, or no, me and Bill. Anytime you guys want to, we also have a Discord channel that we'll put that in the description of the episode. Definitely hop on there and come join the conversation around all things RPG. Um, if not, you can talk about books, movies, whatever you guys want to talk about. We're always in there having discussions. I need to get more active in that, to be honest. I've been so busy. But, you know, and then be prepared for the material lockdown. We put a lot of work into that. I didn't put a work into that, but the guys did. But so let's You're good show, emotional support. I am. I just I just say, yay, go team, <laughs> go. Uh, definitely something you guys, I honestly think is going to be a big success uh, for the charity that we're doing and also for this type of gameplay. Um, the 26th. 26th. It's coming. Uh, if you guys have any questions or anything, let us know. But that is it. I will see you yeah, guys awesome. next time. Thanks for having me. Yeah, As always. Yeah, you're always welcome here. No matter what, Scott, you just hop on um, if you wake up in time, like I have a problem with. <laughs> Get your damn material locked down. That's right, folks. We'll see you next time. <laughs> Bye. All right, thanks. <laughs>